You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 578. All together now. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 578, which, you know, Gaz just said, and he's here. Hi, Gaz. I th- hi. I thought you were going to stop doing that, because that's, what, it's, yeah, that's it, what I did last week. I know. I, I I don't know why. I don't. It's just almost You can't help yourself, can you? No, well, it, it's like it's like most of my, my nonconformist kind of odd behavior. You know, I, I, I do typically end up being a creature of habit. So when I've done something for a long time, it's like, okay, well, I'll just do that again, even though I'm not really supposed to, or it makes no that sense. Easy. It is. Well, thank you, Steve. Exactly. It is just that easy. How, how has your week been? Um, fine, thank you. Are you not going to mention the bit that you've got in the intro? Well, yeah, yeah, okay. We can talk about that first. Um, let's, go, let's jump into that because okay. um, I, I don't think it'll take long. <laughs> probably not. Uh, everyone knows, well, not everyone, but probably many of you know who uh, Elon Musk is. He is who? Elon Musk. <laughs> who? Elon Musk. Ah, oh, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is the creator and, I guess, you know, general hoo-ha leader of uh, a little car company here in the U.S. called Tesla that Apple apparently has been hiring many, many of their uh, engineers for their as yet undisclosed or as yet not disclosed uh, car project. And uh, he's claiming that all of Apple's Tesla engineering hires were fired from Tesla and that Apple is Tesla's graveyard, which I think is kind of, humorous i think that's funny and there you know there was something that well he's he's got to keep um you know the advertising going for tesla isn't it? they're probably struggling a little bit and he's he's probably jumping on the back of obviously the recent vw stuff so keep the name in lights keep people thinking about it and they'll be thinking about tesla as well because i'm sure that's not exactly true what he said but there you go well a lot of uh, you know some of the stories that i've been reading on this has said that um if if you have a, a company that you're for and, and why Elon Musk thinks that he's competing with Apple in any way, shape or form other than, you know, the hiring of people, since neither one of them are in the same business with one another. Yeah, that's uh, what um, Beatles, the Beatles thought when uh, Apple went into computers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, and for a long time, they weren't. You know, it was oh, yeah, it, precisely. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> oh, okay. I I get I get stuff. <laughs> but why would he, you know, uh, bring it to light in 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 such a way that that really makes him sound kind of petulant? Um, I I don't well, really. I've not seen it, guy, and I think you know. Yet again, I I I really think that the only 
area that I've heard this. The only people that I'm hearing talking about this is, guess what? Apple Podcasts. So I, I, I tend to think that it's being made too much of. I'm really not going to worry about it. Okay. Well, then we won't, we won't, we won't spend too much time on it today. <laughs> I, do, I do, you know, that's the only place I'm hearing it from. So I've looked for news outlets and if you dig, you'll find it. But if you've got to dig to find something, it's not really, you know, hitting the highlights and, you know, who cares? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, speaking of podcast, I have some news that, uh, that I'm going to share with everyone here. Go that on. I haven't talked to you about yet. You haven't. I have not. Uh, I, and you leaving. Well, no, no, oh. no, no. That was last week, guys. <laughs> when, when you scared the crap out of me last week. <laughs> uh, I am currently speaking with someone that we've had on the show before. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we will have him on soon. And uh, can you take a guess who this is? I think I can actually, yes. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> do you want me to? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, a certain uh, – um, uh, oh, I've forgotten how to pronounce his name. And Topoloski. To- yeah, Steve, Topol- Stephen or Stephen. Stephen Topoloski. Well, it's weird. He says Stephen, but it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Yeah, that's Which Stephen. to me is Stephen. No, it's Stephen. Okay, well <laughs> – uh, and the reason the reason I'll say that is because we have a, a Stephen in our family that's spelled exactly the same way. Now, if you're on in Europe, they would probably call it Stefan. And, they, um, and they'd say it while holding a cigarette at a, in a really weird way. Yes, yes. You know, so it's, it's in a Stephane. really European, fashionable way. Yes, it's yes. It, it, sort of in, sort of effeminate way. But. <laughs> no, no. Well, it doesn't have to be in particular. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it, I guess it depends on if it's the French way. It's effeminate. Can we get back to what you were going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking. I mean, I'm talking with him right now, and I'm seeing what I can do to uh, to to get him back on the podcast. And as a matter of fact, there'll be a little bit more uh, about him later in the third section of the show uh, that that I won't go into right now. Yeah, but, I've seen that. All I'm going to say is talk about fanboy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am. I am a huge Tobo fan. I, absolutely, absolutely. Let's, I think he is one of the finest actors that that very few people have heard of. Yes. <laughs> and and considering, oh, you know what? Look, I'm going to stop because please. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop. Uh, one of the other problems that I'm having currently, and I was talking to you about this just before we started recording, uh, my Drobo is not is not connecting. I wonder uh, if I can get uh, Tobo to talk about I'm my a, Drobo. I've never actually owned a Drobo. I've never been a fan incited uh, to buy a Drobo. And I've heard from a few people on numerous occasions of a few issues that they have uh, with Drobo. So, you know, you always get products, you always get issues with them. But um, And I've heard a lot more people also say that it's the best thing since sliced bread. But I think actually for the price, um, you can get other products to do very similar things at a, a much more reasonable price. So uh, yeah, it's a shame that you're having a problem with it though, because it's not a cheap product. No, it's not. And for, for what it does, it, it does one thing really really well as compared to occasionally other, occasionally <laughs> not in currently your, in your case <laughs> yeah not currently in my case but in, the, in, in theory he said with raised fingers <laughs> just one raised finger on each hand um 
<laughs> there's uh, the the one thing that it does really really well as compared to uh, other multi drive units is that you're able to basically plug in any size drives that you want and over the course of time increase the storage on those drives just by putting in bigger ones one at a time and it'll rebuild itself and and when you're done you have you have a larger drobo so and, and that's I think I've had this now for a year two years I'm not even I don't even remember when I bought it but for for what I was using it for which is a uh, a large backup drive it's been great and uh this is this is like the the first time I've actually had any problems with it I think one of the things that where it gets a bad rap is as a retrieval device like say you want to pull a large amount of data off of it uh the the speed that you'll get that data back isn't necessarily going to be very quick. Okay, so what's the problem you've been having though? Uh, well, it's not showing up on my desktop at all. Oh, <laughs> it's it's it it and and it's got these cool status lights. And when I first turn it on, it it lights all up, and you know I get green lights and I get purple lights and and all these things. And then all the lights go out, and I got nothing. Ew. So that doesn't make me happy. Uh, the, that's not good at all, is it? No, that just totally sucks. Um, the other thing that's kind of going on right now, I have transitioned back to uh, a hardware setup for recording the podcast. And I did kind of a, a test run very, very briefly. Uh, my son guy is here from college this weekend. And uh, his friend that, that came with him has a MacBook Air. So and he's got Skype. So we I connected to him via Skype and and just did like a little quick test, and we'll we'll see how it goes this week. But it's probably going to be you know, a week or two until I can kind of tweak the sound to you know where I'm happy with it. Uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. Now uh, the, the but the thing that the thing that I really wanted to get to tonight is well we haven't got time. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Is what is the deal with your download speeds? Uh, I have been having on and off issues uh, with my ISP um, and my current connection for a while now. And I think it's in the evening, my speeds drop off. Now, I'm in the very, very lucky situation that I've got cable connected to me. And although my download speeds are... Uh, supposedly very high at a I actually pay for 152 megabytes down nice that's nice um the upload speed's only 10 which I you know I'd prefer to actually have a, a lower download and a higher upload but there you go that's the way it is uh and my pings are generally good during the day and in the morning and occasionally in an evening if everything is running well However, the last three, four, well, probably longer, actually, for a lot longer, to be honest with you, on and off. I've had on and off issues with the speed suddenly dropping off. However, for the last four, six weeks, it's been constantly dropping off in the evening. Now, I can understand that you've got other users and obviously there is a drop off in speed because everybody's still trying, you know, that's when everybody's going to be using the internet. That's when it could be doing all that, you know, this stuff online, watching films, streaming, et cetera, et cetera. So I could understand a, I mean, let's, let's give them a wide 
variance. Let's say I'm prepared to live with a 50% drop off in those speeds. So if it went from 152 down to 75, it's still pretty good. In fact, I'll give them two thirds drop off. That means I drop down to 50. You know, so I'm actually losing uh, two thirds of my speed that I'm paying for um, because they always say up to. Okay, fine. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Now, during um, the period I've been the, the period I've been seeing anywhere between two and ten download. Wow! Now that's a ninety percent drop off, if if not more. Okay, so it, it's it's far too big a drop off as far as I'm concerned. The upload speeds, however, have generally been okay. Not always, but generally been okay. They've been fairly stagnant around the ten that I'm supposed to get anywhere between ten and twelve. Um. And the pings of often are okay, i.e. I get a, a quick uh, ping map, but the, the downloads are just awful. Now, that hasn't so far, I don't think, affected our um, our recordings whenever we've done it um, over the last number of weeks. So the upload holding out has certainly helped out. And because I'm not pulling any anything from you other than your voice, you know, occasionally maybe we get some delay. But again, two to ten, you should still be able to live with it. Yeah. So as far and, as I'm concerned, as far, as far as as far as listening to my voice, that's when you'd want your drop off. Absolutely. To go yes, away. absolutely. I, and that's where I'm happy for them to do. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> so so what they've said is I. I've been ringing up to say, you know, I, I don't, I'm living with this speed, although there are times when sometimes I'm trying to download something and it's just ticking along bit by bit. And I'm thinking that's not on. I'm not happy with that. So I contacted them on numerous occasions and they repeatedly says, yes, we know there's a problem in your area. Yes, we are looking at it. Yes, uh, it'll be fixed on X date. X date comes and goes. Problem remains. Problem remains. And this has happened on several occasions. So I rang them up and I said, look, I'm not happy now. I really want an answer. Just tell me what's going on. And this uh, very nice Indian lady, because obviously we got transferred to uh, a call center, um, put me through to retentions. <laughs> and the, the lady in retentions, which was actually based in the UK, said, um, I don't know why she's put you through to me. I said, well, she's offered me a credit. And she said, well, yeah, that's fine. I can understand that. And that, that's been allowed to go through. I said, but can I just tell you the situation? So I explained the situation to her and she went, hang on a minute. I'm going to contact our main um, tech, uh, technical office in Swansea. So she contacts te- technical and comes back to me. I held on. Um, and she came back to me, good as a word, and said, right. I am going to give you a credit. You just have to ring this number, which she gave me the, the number that I need to call which I'm now desperately trying to find to make sure. Yeah, I've got that number. So I ring that once a month and I get a credit for my total broadband because when I told her the story and when she looked at it and the story that she got back from uh, the technical centre was, yes, we know there's a bit of an issue in that area and we don't think it's going to be fixed till January. Oh, January. January next year. Now, I think the issue is that there, because I picked up from once before, because there's a big hoo-ha from um, from my ISP at the moment, they're going to be doubling their speeds. So it's going to go from 150 to 300. And I said, I don't care. I don't want 300. I just want a constant 150, please. That'll <laughs> or or somewhere, mean, somewhere thereabouts. Somewhere thereabouts will do. Anyway, I think what's happened is there is a problem locally 
with a unit which they need fitting and they're probably struggling with planning permission or they're waiting for planning permission to go through to fit this because you can't just put a box up anywhere. It's got to be, you know, if it's a certain uh, power input and if it's, you know, you've got to wire to it from the road, et cetera, et cetera. There's all sorts of planning processes to go through. And I have a feeling that's the reason it's going to be January. Anyway, I'm getting a... Um, a rebate, as it were, for my uh, my broadband until January. And I said, okay, fine. But come January, if it's not fixed, I'm going to be making lots and lots and lots of calls to you. So, yeah. yeah. And, anyway, and, to, yeah, Mac, well, to Mac. The, the weird thing is I, I can actually see this conversation, and it, it just so happens you, know, you didn't know this. <laughs> I recorded your last conversation with them. And and for for the people that are playing at home, uh, the the first voice you're going to hear will be Gaz. Sorry, it will be uh, uh, the the person in tech support, then Gaz, and then the person in customer service, and then finally Gaz. Are you ready? Uh, let, me, on, let, let me cue this up. Okay, so, I haven't, folks, I haven't heard this. So this this is this is first uh, the first person to pick up the phone when Gaz calls. Hey, bud, <laughs> let's party. What we've got here is failure to communicate. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you're probably right, actually. Well done. Um, yeah. c- congratulations. Anyway, and I've also, get, getting onto the Mac, I've actually now completed the upload of my photos to the cloud. To the iCloud, even with all your, de- even with, oh, because your well, as I said to you, okay. my upload has been fairly constant. Yeah. That's been okay. So you know, it's not that that's been the issue. The, 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 the what's been the issue has been my download speeds. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's got up and that's all all there and um, all several hundred gigabytes of it. Uh, it took almost a week, but it, you know, and that could have been part of the reason with my ISP. So I'm not going to complain about it too much. But it's all up there now, and um, I am absolutely loving extensions in Photos. So I'm really happy with Photos now, and you'll probably hear a little bit more about that later on. Okay. Well, I I actually have not played that much uh Ooh, with photos since El Cap came out. Yeah, yeah I, I really I really need do need to. Uh but I don't have nearly as many uh pictures I think as you do or really yeah. <laughs> anybody. Uh oh, you know what and I just remembered this. Uh you remember I was telling you that my son Peter was was very disappointed because I decided against getting a new iPhone. Yeah. Because I wanted to get, you know, the iPad Pro when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's working, so he came to me and he was like, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to buy my own phone. And I said, okay, well, you know, what kind of phone is it that, that you're thinking about getting? Because they can be very, very expensive. And we went and we looked at Gazelle, which, uh, you know, they had, they had pretty good prices for iPhone 6s. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was a site that I had never heard of called Glide, G-Y-L-D-E. Right. And they had an iPhone 6, 64 gigabyte, 4T mobile for $370. Cool. Yeah. And I saw that price and I was like, ooh, well, you know, if you decide not to get it, I may get that one for myself. (laughs) But he went ahead and got it. And uh, when I went back to the site like a few minutes later, the, the price had jumped to 470 so it was, you know, I guess that was like the only one they had. So, I mean, when it actually comes in, we'll have to, you know, we'll see what it looks like. 
Um, yeah, I, and in a case like where you're buying used phones, I don't particularly care if there's an engraving. I don't particularly care if there's some scratches on the back or anything along those lines because I'm going to put a case on it anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, uh, the, the things I would worry about and, and we'll see when this phone comes in are things like dead pixels or, you know, cracks in the screen or, or some other type of hardware problem. Uh, but Glide apparently has a a full thirty day, you know, no questions asked refund kind of policy. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, well, when when it comes in, we'll have a, a deeper chat about Glide and um, you know, yeah, see what your experience is like. Should we whip over to the uh, mymac dot com articles? We probably should. Okay, do you want to take the first one or shall I? Uh, I'll take the first one. It's cool. uh, the Amazon Fire TV late ni- 19, late 2015 model. This is a review by Rim Tobertson. Uh, Tim has to be honest. He is a fan of the services that Amazon offers. He joined the Prime program way back in the beginning. And at that time, the only real benefit was free two-day shipping. Over time, Amazon has added many new benefits to the service, Amazon Video being the most used by me. A year ago, he purchased the Amazon Fire TV stick, plugged it into a USB hub, and onto one of his HD TV's uh, HDMI ports and called it a day. It worked perfectly out of, out of the box and has continued to do so. However, there is no expandability. More CPU-driven games can't be enjoyed, and it does not support voice control. So if you want to read more about Tim's experiences with the Amazon Fire TV stick or the, uh, sorry, the Amazon Fire TV 2015 model, go on over to mymac.com and check it out there. Cool. Uh, Maintaining your Mac. This is a book review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. I'd love it when a plan comes together. Elisa is a huge Joe Kissel fan. She has read many of his books and have always come away with important information and time-saving tips. Maintaining Your Mac is another such book with a qualification. This book is divided into nine chapters, including performing daily, weekly, monthly and yearly tasks, getting started and maintenance tasks to skip. This isn't a book about troubleshooting, rather Maintaining Your Mac emphasises preventing problems before they begin, go over to the site and read a little bit more from Elisa's review of Joe Kissel's Maintaining Your Book. I just like waiting for things to go to complete hell and then complain about them. Yeah, it's the best way. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I do. Uh, next up is the Newer Tech Universal Drive Adapter. Now, this, this is going to be tough. This is a review hmm, by – oh, can't oh, can't do that one. <laughs> CN – Pot Skarker. There are any number of scenarios in which it is necessary to connect a bare, ooh, oh, sorry, which is to say uncased, previously internal hard drive to your Mac so that the data on that drive can be retrieved, edited, or have new data added alongside. The newer tech universal drive adapter makes that possible. Read more about it over at mymac.com. 25 Years of Adobe Photoshop by Rim Tobertson. Okay, at the Adobe Max conference this week in downtown Los Angeles. Yes. 
Los Angeles, uh, Adobe had set up a very fun booth to celebrate to celebrate pop culture and what was hot at the time. Go and check it out. <sighs> okay. See, now I've got several problems here. Like that first <laughs> word is going to be a problem. I know that I know it's supposed to be secure, but to me, it's like secure, secure. All right, so that's what how that's actually how I'm going to say it. All right, this is the secure waterproof solar dynamo ED flashlight model SP-1002. Review by oh, uh, let's see, skin pot. Skarker, how complex can it be? Actually, it took me longer to say that than it's going to be to talk about the article. How complex can it be? It's a flashlight. You throw the switch and the light comes on. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Right, Pixelmator. This is a review by... Yeah, see, it's tough, pa- isn't it? Pan Iot Skarker. Ooh, clever. Ah, see, clever. in the digital digital age, all discussions of image editing software lead to Adobe Photoshop, uh, which is Photoshop, PS, open bracket, close bracket. Uh, PS dominates its software class, but there are alternatives that challenge, challenge PS by offering the most used features at a lower price. Heavyweight software comes at a serious price with gigantic overheads. I changed that a little bit, sorry. Um, For people who want to avoid the Adobe business model and the various costs and other overheads that PS demands, Pixelmator is an alternative. Go over to the website and read more from Ian Scott Parker, review of Pixelmator. And the very last one that we have today is TechFan. Hooray! I don't have a hooray one. Uh, 227 Mini PC and TiVo. Nintendo has some mean, nasty lawyers. Tim, ah, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> no, sounds, more, sounds more like a pirate. Tim updates on the last mini arcade build, discusses the use of mini PCs, and catches up, catches up with the Amazon Fire TV. David arrives late, having done something boneheaded. Dave, it's okay. It's okay. Welcome to the Guy Club. But comical at the same time. Oh, see? All right. That that fits it right in with it, too. Finally, finally, TiVo takes on Apple. That's it. Excellent. That's it. That's it. It's all over. Finished. (sighs) Goodbye, folks. If you want to write for the website, do probably what Ian Scott Parker did. <laughs> although I <laughs> has regretted it ever I'm, since. Although I'm guessing, I'm guessing <laughs> at that point. Send some of your wares over to uh, Mr. Nom Gimorowski at or over. Oh, look, I always get this bit. I know, I know. Spit it up. Send an email to Mr. Nom Gimorowski, Nemo at mymac.com. Guys, you are absolutely right. Well, and eventually. Eventually, yeah, I, we'd get there. Uh, over on G+, uh, Alistair Jenks says, on the topic of the ad blocker, peace. Peace. I would peace, like to point out that you misrepresented, oh, what, us? The developers, re- or actually, I guess that was more <laughs> me, for pulling the app. It wasn't that he didn't want to block specific ads or deny revenue to specific sites, including his own. It was that he did not want to be 
the arbiter of what people would see given the public battle that ensued with him and other developers in the middle of it. He admitted that his mistake was launching the app without realizing his editorial role in the upkeep would be so demanding and controversial. For the record, he still uses an ad blocker himself. Also, he does not believe that the app has been sold. It is, however, based on the Ghostery database, which is available in the ad blocker of the same name on the Mac. Thank you very much. Uh, Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. You knew I was going to be ready for that, didn't you? (laughs) Jumped in uh, with another uh, subject. She said, I restored my new iPad Air 2 from an iCloud iCloud backup (laughs) of an iPad 4. Uh, But she ran into a problem with the apps. Remember way back when, when our Apple ID was just a name? Then it was changed to name at email.com. Her problem is a window keeps popping up asking her to sign into the iTunes store with her old Apple ID. She can't. It won't accept the password or just the name without the email address. As a result, many apps won't download, even though when she checks the list on iTunes, it shows them as downloaded. Her option, as she sees it. She tried deleting an app under the apps tab of the iPad in tunes. It won't do it without the password of the original app ID, even though the app was purchased with the current ID. So... She can remove the app entirely from iTunes and repurchase, or she can restore the iPad and start from scratch. Bottom line, how does she get rid of the window? And she hopes that she was clear. Now, would you like to jump in with Alistair just for briefly? Sure. Alistair Jenks replied, It is possible to change her Apple ID using the website. I don't normally recommend it, but I have done it myself, and it does work. It's just not easy, and you can get into what seems like a Catch-22 situation. But I'm here now with a working ID under a new email address. Yeah, I actually had to go through that myself because uh, my original Apple ID, like Elisa's, was just a, a, a single name. And what was worse, it was tied to a uh, email account that I no longer use. So... When I started having some conflicts between the two of them, you know, I, I eventually just kind of gave up because there wasn't anything that I had spent a whole lot of money on that I was even really still using under the old one. So I, I ended up just deleting them. Well, Elisa actually just jumped back in. She said um, in response to Alistair that it wouldn't let her. Everything with her current Apple ID is fine. It's just for some reason, which has never happened before, her old non-email Apple ID pops up asking for a password when the ID no longer exists. She may have to start from scratch and restore again. She didn't have this problem when she went from the original iPad to iPad 4, um, but she probably used iTunes instead of iCloud. Can't do the same. Can't do that this time because iTunes won't back up her iPad, saying it has corruption. The most recent backup is August. Mm. I feel for you, Elisa. I really do, and I think that you might be you might be better off actually just contacting Apple and going through this whole process, explaining it to them. You never know; they may say, "How many apps? Which apps? Here they are." Yeah, Keep you know, fingers crossed. When I eventually get the iPad Pro, 
I think I'm going to start from scratch as far as yeah. all my apps go. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, not you've re-download them and everything. You've mentioned that before, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, just put on the ones that I'm actually going to use most of the time instead of just leaving ones on because, oh, well, I've always been there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, over, there is actually some news. Over, and I just put it in what? over what? over what? in Facebook. What? 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 Uh, do you what? remember what? the number that we have been at for one fifty one? Yeah. Well, we have gone up ex- no! exactly point seven five percent. Excellent. And we're now at one fifty two. Woohoo! Yeah. We like liquors. We like liquor. Uh, oh, no. Well, liquors, I I, I know liquors. I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, Twitter. There is a tip from Tidbits on how to get Levelator working again in L Captain Kirk for podcasters who rely on it. And the link will be in the show notes. Um, many of you may not worry about this, but some of you might. Levelator is a good app for making sure that both sides of a conversation or more than one side of conversation is kept at the same uh, General level, level yes. Yeah. Rather than having somebody who's shouting really loudly and then somebody else is really soft. What? tries to bring them together. Yeah, so, I hate that. Um, if you're using it for something other than podcasting, then uh, go over and have a look at the tip. Yep. And I think that's going to do it for this break, guys. I think it was quite a long first section. I yeah. Think. It's a matter of fact, I'm looking at it. We're at uh, 39 minutes. Wowzers. I know. So, you want to get us out of here? Everybody, what I'd like you to do, Ooh. if you'd be most kind, to stand by, to stand by, because Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, will be right back. Well, you're going to make level eight work this week, <laughs> I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000-foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. Listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast probably won't cure male pattern baldness, but can you afford to take that chance? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second section of the MyMac podcast number 578, where we, as usual, are having a blast. Not much soundboard in that break, actually. We had a little bit at the start, but not much uh, not much soundboard wars then. Um Guy. Yes. What is this question that you've come up with? Do you want me to read it? Because you've obviously got some thoughts around this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So would or should Apple ever merge iOS and OS ten to have just one operating system that incorporates both touch and a more standard desktop UI? Guy thinks that you might think that this is not um as not really just <laughs> one question, but several. I do think of it as several issues or questions. Um, ah, ah, now careful. You said issues then. 
Yeah, well, that's probably what I should have said instead of questions in the show notes. <laughs> um, as as far as as iOS and OS ten goes, now uh, this is in response to uh, a lot of what I've been reading online about uh, number one the the Surface tablets, Windows ten, and this new laptop that Microsoft just came out with. Which, and to be honest, that is a damn good looking laptop. Yeah. I really and and it sounds weird to to kind of fixate on a particular part of it, but the hinge for that laptop is so different that it's cool. And it's not like you 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 get a laptop and you walk up to somebody, shove it in their face, and go, "Look at this hinge! Look at this hinge!" But that is that is a cool design for a hinge. Uh, not that I want one, especially considering that it is very much a premium price product. But Microsoft has, and and let's say, you know, let's call a spade a spade. It, they have struggled with this concept of having both a a, a standard desktop like operating systems, you know, like Windows Seven and before. And OS X, and of course, you know the various flavors of Linux and all the rest of that, and incorporating uh, touch into it. And what Microsoft and and this whole process really started uh, in Microsoft's dark days under Steve Ballmer, where he had this concept in his mind that every single software product that Microsoft was going to release should all look and operate the same way. And this is something that could only come from someone who was a marketer and not an engineer or an end user of of products like this. Uh, And they botched it. Uh, Windows 8, I I, I don't think I'm, I'm too far out of line when I say Windows 8 for Microsoft was a disaster. Uh, Nobody wanted it. It, it really killed PC sales. And I think that decline in PC sales, besides the fact that for a lot of people, the computers they currently have are fast enough. I think Windows 8 was, was an operating system that not many people wanted to go to because it didn't really offer them anything new beyond what they already had. People generally don't want to touch their apps when they're working in what they think of as a desktop environment. Mm-hmm. And this is where, and I know I sound like an Apple fanboy, but this is where Apple got it right with uh, iOS in that when they came out with it, uh, you know, Jobs stood on the stage and go, look, this, this is not, you know, the Mac OS. This is a different OS. It is touch-based. It is entirely touch-based. And this is the way it's going to stay. And they have done very, very well with it. And, you know, let's face it, Android being, oh, let's be kind and call it a a direct descendant of iOS, has followed this same philosophy, whereas Microsoft seemed to get it in their head that everybody wanted to do the same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. So uh, in my opinion, uh, will Apple ever, ever merge iOS and OS X to have just one operating system? No. I don't think they ever will. What's your opinion on that? 
Um, I agree with you. I, do, I just think that there will be lots of um, unity between the two OSs, but yeah, cross pollination. Yeah, cross. I like it. <laughs> you're you're on the ball, aren't you? I know. Um, yeah, it's I think there will be really. lots of cross pollination, <laughs> and never say never about them being um, the same because we never know. But in the short term future, I think you know three to five years. I don't see them. Um, being the same OS, but I do see them merging quite a lot, definitely. Um, and what, that's what, because functionality. Well, it, yeah. I mean, if you well, if you think about it, what does everybody say about their their iPhone or their smart their smartphone? What does every single person who's got one say? What it is? Why doesn't iCloud Photos work? No, that they, would be it. no, no. What do? They, come on, guy. <laughs> what do they say? They call it their their personal computer. Yeah. So if they're referring to – if people generally are referring to it as a personal computer, you can imagine that is why the likes of Microsoft, the likes of Google, the likes of Apple are going to say, well, actually, people are expecting the functionality and the way they use their phone to be similar to when they're sitting at their desktop. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to lose the power of some of the applications which will be able to do a lot more on the desktop, but people's expectation of uh, actions which you do, swiping to delete or swiping a different way to change um, the character of an email as to whether it's read, unread, etc., or whether delete it, all those sorts of things will be combined. And, you know, I think 3D Touch was kind of already there because you got on the newer MacBooks, you've already got... Um, uh, um, the force touch on the keypads, have you not? Yes. Correct? So, you know, it's going to go both ways. There are things from one side which will merge into the other and vice versa. And people's expectation and usability will become so much easier. So it's going to happen certainly for the next, well, up up to three years, let's say. But I think three to five years you'll see a lot of merging of, of certain characteristics but from Apple, I can't see the same uh, same OS just yet. But never say never. Well, do you know what um, my if I was running Apple and you know just that very concept should just scare the crap out well, of everybody. Well, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't scare um, a lot of people. In fact, Microsoft are hoping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Especially with uh, the the current environment, as far as Apple having all of this money outside of the United States, uh, a couple of things I would love to see them do. Number one, I, I I wish they would buy AMD and create their own x86 like processors, because I mean they're already doing this with their uh, design division to make ARM chips. And if they could combine that kind of engineering where you've got – and it's something that, that Microsoft has tried to do, but it, it doesn't work for Microsoft because they have this, this – and it's really one of their strengths though. They have this grand legacy of software that has been created for their platform over the last 30 years that they're really afraid to let go of. And this fear is what has what's is what's been holding them back. 
And it's part of the reason that I think they, they actually, it, it's what they've tried to do a couple of times. Uh, they tried to do it with Windows uh, NT, Windows 2000. They tried to do it with Windows 8 where they kind of reinvent what Windows is. But it still always comes back down to their core customers complaining and not buying the new product because it doesn't do what they expect it to do. Whereas uh, Apple, since they have such a smaller percentage of the market in in both uh, the consumer and the business sense, they can pretty much try different things that – Microsoft can't because when when yeah. you when you look at the customer base for for both companies they're not really the same for the most part they're not really the same whereas Microsoft's strength is on the business side Apple's strength is really on the consumer side and consumers it looks to me are much more willing to take a chance than the business the business side always wants everything to remain the same because new stuff means training and training means you got to spend money they don't like that so they want things to stay the same so what i would like to see apple do is uh not merge ios and os 10 but to come out with a third alternative to eventually replace both of them and it could, it could incorporate touch. It could I incorporate, didn't see that coming. <laughs> neither did I until like 30 seconds ago. Um, it could incorporate the desktop metaphor, kind of exactly what Windows 8 does or did. Uh, but because Apple is kind of starting from scratch, and this is really the time for them to be able to, like well, between now and say two, three years from now, to do something like this because – the, you know the expectations of what they can accomplish is is much less than what the expectations for a new operating system or a new way of doing things from Microsoft's customer base. So they can take their time. Microsoft couldn't. They had to do something about Windows 8 right away. Yeah. They, they, they had no choice. And Microsoft is not the kind of company that can afford to take those kinds of chances. Apple can because the expectations of a new Apple device isn't going to be dependent on how many businesses or or how many enterprise systems are going to pick it up and use it. So they can take their time. They can build a, a customer base. They can build a developer base and they can build a software library for this device. And, I would be, you know, and to have something like a 12-inch iPad Pro where I've got a trackpad and I've got my full-size keyboard and I can do the kinds of things on the desktop that I want to do but still have that that touch-enabled uh, software if I want it is something that I think Apple could do very, very well. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and it's not like and, – and, you know, and I will give Microsoft credit – the concept of Windows 8 was not a bad concept. It was just very, very poorly implemented. Mm-hmm. And, and cool. actually, uh, before, before we, we get off this, I will also give Microsoft credit and a smack on the hand at the same time. Oh, accredited 
smack on the hand. Credited smack on the hand is exactly what I'm doing. When they came out with Surface RT, that was what the Surface should have been. That's what the Surface should have stayed at instead of having both an ARM-based and an x86-based product that looks exactly the same, that works exactly the same, but cannot share software between them. Yeah. This was Steve Ballmer's mistake. Well, he's, let's not dwell on Steve Ballmer. He's gone, and oh actually what we've got now is a, a Microsoft organization which are coming out with products which are going to start competing with the likes of Apple. And, and they should. Competition, and competition normally m- makes the other company have to ste- step up their, um, their, their form, really, and they have to start making as good, if not better, products. So, you know, that's good news, I think. It's, it's excellent news when, and I, I think it's specifically good news because Microsoft are an almost an Apple um, clone in so much as they own the software. They're now doing their own hardware. Let's see how good they can, a job they can do. Yeah, um, but I don't think Microsoft making hardware was along the lines of them trying to compete with Apple. I think, I think Microsoft making hardware. Oh no, I'll, t- I'll tell you why they're, I know exactly why they're doing it to make money. Cause they're struggling making money on the software. No, side. no, no. Uh, I, I would, I would go beyond that. I, I think that Microsoft for a very long time has been very disappointed with the types of computers that the, the likes of Dell and HP and all these other companies have been coming out with. And, and the fact that they have added so much garbage to Windows that almost out of the box it's broken for a so, consumer model. So, so what they're doing basically is trying to control the ecosphere and the experience the person's getting with their software. Hmm. Huh, what other company can you think of that does that? <laughs> and but you know, but like I said, I don't think it's to compete with Apple. I think it's more. Uh, no, 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 no. No, it's 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 to make money, guy. If, you know, and you know what what people have realized, what Microsoft have realized is that Apple have got the ecosphere, they've got the experience, um, and they're able to control the experience, and they haven't been able to do that. And now they're starting to go down that line. And there's two things that'll happen. It'll work and they'll sell more product and they'll sell more software. And at the same time, they might just make some more money. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that kind of that, that kind of cracks me up is uh, this is very, very similar to what, and here we go again, what Apple tried to do with the clone makers. Where, is it really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Originally... The clones the, were supposed whoa, 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 to bring in. The clo- for me, what <laughs> that sounds like what the clones were doing. Were you were you were pushing your software out to more manufacturers, whereas well, Microsoft were creating, out. which they they never did before. They didn't really do hardware before, and no. now they're starting to do it and starting to get it right. Well, yeah, but uh, the the point the point was. Apple was trying to, and this is something that Microsoft doesn't have to worry about, Apple was trying to expand their market share by having these clone makers. And the original concept was that the clone makers were going to make all the low-end devices and that would leave Apple with the high-end devices. But that's not the way it worked out because the clone makers started putting out yeah, high-end devices that were just as good or that. better than Apple. 
They don't have to do that. There's cheap stuff out there already. They're actually trying to get out there to make money. I think this it's it's about controlling the um, the products that are out there with your software on. And I think they've they've realised that you know for for far too long that's not been the case. They, they were lucky enough that everybody used Windows, whereas now it's not quite the same with not only not only Apple, but you know. Let's not really mention Linux, but really Google Chrome yeah. is kicking in, and there's you know there's other softwares out there, and it's it's the mobile um, ecosphere which I think has caused it. I think has kick, kick started them into doing this. Well, that's where all the growth is right now. Is in yeah. mobile. It's it's yeah. not in PC. PCs have been losing sales for the last couple of years, and not just because of Windows Eight, but because as I said earlier. Most people that have a computer at home, it's fast enough for all the stuff that they do. So what do you do to increase your your market at a time when people's computers are fast enough? Well, you can do a couple of things. You either branch out into uh, new avenues for potential revenue, which is kind of what Dell is doing right now, or – you do what Microsoft is doing and you shake things up by coming out with hardware and basically saying to the people that are also making hardware that run your operating system, see, this 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 is something that, that you guys should be going for instead of all this low-end crap. And Apple has shown that the premium market in both mobile and desktop is where the money really, really is. You are not going to make a lot of money you know, racing to the bottom – to get people to to buy, you know, the, the the absolute cheapest thing that's out there. Yeah, I think uh, that. Uh, well, we've pretty much done that subject, and uh, a kind of, we've got a slight disagreement on why Apple, uh, why Microsoft are doing it. But uh, you know, let's wait and see how it goes for going forward. Yeah. Um, now, do you want to mention the thing that's just happened to me, guy? Yeah. Uh, I think that was I would think that's seamless, absolutely seamless the way you brought me back in. And people people probably won't know. But, but we're uh, gonna tell them anyway. My machine just crashed, guy. I know. And hard. And the funny thing was I kept talking for like thirty seconds <laughs> until I realized like, gas, are you there? <laughs> and there gas? was no gas. There was no now, I was gasless. That, that is the first which time is better than being I've gormless. ever had. Uh, something like that <laughs> happened on my Mac. It just crashed and took me out into uh, the login screen. You well, it didn't do the uh, the gray no, screen I just, of death no, or anything. I was dead went complete blank. Just went. I I have never that. seen. Now I have gotten G. You know what a G saw is? Uh, no gray screen of death. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Okay. Fine. Okay. You get yeah, you get like no, this box. No. No. Black. It went dead. Shot. Wow. I have never like, seen it. It was almost like the power had just been switched off. No, I, and so you reset. That was a fast restart, though, because I don't think it was but forty seconds. No, so, or so so it, it didn't. It obviously didn't shut down completely and do a reboot. But it, it took me. It basically my ID was shut out, and I went straight to the login screen. Anyway, well, kudos let's, let's, for El Capitan then, right? Yeah, El Capitan for the, <laughs> the loss, not for the win at the moment. Anyway, that's the – I think – do you want to take us out? I'll take us out just in case, you know, you, you drop I, out. I, I get taken out by my Mac. <laughs> Everyone, please stand by to stand by. 
because we might not be right back. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be back or not. Oh, hey, Gaz, your computer's trying to tell you something. I'm Mac Intosh, and I'm here to tell you about a book written about me and my search for the Maltese Cube. Yes, it's a fine book. I think you should get it. Quiet, you. It combines technology, Mac trivia, action, murder, suspense. Oh, just tell them where to get it. I'll get to that. Romance, film noir detective fiction. I can't stand it anymore. It's called the Maltese Cube, and it was written by my Mac writer and podcaster, Guy Searle, find it on Amazon. It's only $2.99 and coming soon to the Apple's iBook store. Don't forget, it's the Maltese Cube and so inexpensive. You know you're not in it, right? I mean, the next one, right? Sure thing, Louis. You know, this could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Get the Maltese Cube on Amazon and soon in the iBook store. The path to true enlightenment can take many forms, but this probably isn't one of them. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone back to the third section of the MyMac.com podcast. And, and you know, we were just offline. We were just talking about Gaz's weird issue yeah, with his computer just dying like that. <laughs> What 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 was like your troubleshooting process when when you first realized it? <laughs> Guy, it was instant. So there was no troubleshooting process. I just wanted to get back into my account and get back online as quickly as possible. Which actually is what exactly what happened. So there was something weird going on. Well, was there anything that you did in particular? Um, I put my foot on my subwoofer. And. Literally, that's what I did. Now, my subwoofer, I've got two speakers, right, connected, the Yamaha speakers connected to a subwoofer, and that is obviously all connected to the Mac. I moved from my footrest and just moved my foot over to the sub, subwoofer and just rested it on the corner of the subwoofer. <laughs> right? Any, anything else? No, I didn't nod my head. <laughs> Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. I try and I, I try. I could have gone on forever with that story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, you may remember that I was upset with photos because uh, you couldn't batch multiple items as you could previously with iPhoto. Uh, but now you can. Hurrah! Hurrah! All you, all you have to do is uh, select multiple images and right-click or pressing command I, and you can add a title, a description, a keyword, and you can also assign location. In fact, I'm not sure whether you can do multiple locations, but you can do the previous three to multiple images. And as I hinted there, you can also assign a location to a photo. I am so happy it hurts. Does it make you say yay? No, it makes me go, yes, nodding head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. Pew! Oh, and by the way, yeah. that, that I was telling you the truth about me putting my foot on the 
subwoofer and it's <laughs> happening at that point. That was all true. Okay. Well, I kind of figured that, that that's, you know, what you were telling me was what you actually did. But I was trying to give you. Get me to nod the head. Exactly. <laughs> and as you went on and on, it was like, what? What? <laughs> what is your app pick this week, Gaz? Actually, it's photos. I'm happy to recommend, and I've been playing with Apple's photos. I was looking forward to it when it was going to come out originally, but then was slightly disappointed. But now with L, Captain Kirk updates and the extensions that you can do and the updates. and uh, Yes, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm loving it as much, if not more, than iPhoto. Uh, as, lo- as long as your computer keeps work, keeps running, that is. Yeah, I'm now concerned. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, oh. But I tell you what, if the rumors are true, because there are rumors that we might be getting a new iMac soon, a 21-inch um, 4K or 5K or 2.5.6K, um, uh, great. I might be thinking about getting a new one. But, yes, as long as my computer is holding up, uh, iPhoto is – sorry, Photos, not iPhoto. Photos <laughs> is great. Uh, my, I, I have a content pick, actually, this Ooh. week. And it has to do with something we were talking about at the very beginning of the show. Bad boy, bad boy, bad boy, bad <laughs> what, boy. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Yeah, I can't rap. I really just can't. Rap. I'll move on then. Okay, I'll move on. Um, <laughs> now, I have been talking about, you know, we were talking about Stephen Tobolowsky earlier. I've been talking about his podcast, The Tobolowsky Files, for a very, very long time. And this is no joke. It is literally one of my favorite podcasts because if the, you know, besides being a, uh, an actor and a director and uh, he does Broadway and all the rest of this, the one thing that Stephen Tobolowsky does really, really well is tell stories. And uh, recently he and his partner, David Chen, have been recording him doing basically the Tobolowski files, but live. And they filmed him on stage in Seattle and have released it as a movie called the primary instinct, which is, and it's, and it's just unbelievably great. It's nine 99 uh, in iTunes and that's either the HD or the SD version. So if space is an issue, just go ahead and get the HD version because Hey, it's the same price. But in this, you will see him craft a story, tell various bits and pieces of it, and bring it all the way back to the beginning at the very end, where he will neatly tie everything up in a bow. And I am really, really hoping that we can get him on again, because he is, of of everyone that we have talked to on this podcast, his interview and we actually spread it out over two podcasts but it was all like one long interview that we had done with him was one of my favorites as far as talking to other people in relationship to this podcast and i always look forward to uh new tobolowski files and whatever other new content that I find out that he's in that, you know, that's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. And actually, before we get off this, this is something that that I didn't know. Um, Stephen Tobolowsky was – have you ever heard of Thelma and Louise? Yes. That movie? He was in that movie. Now, 
what made this significant wasn't the fact that it was a good movie that he was in, but that he had billing over Brad Pitt. It was Stephen Tobolowsky and then Brad Pitt. This was obviously before Brad Pitt became, you know, super Brad huge. Pitt. Well, I mean, he was always Brad Pitt, but it was. You know, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was. Oh, who was he before? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Now he's Brad Pitt. Yeah. But uh, that was something that my son Guy pointed out to me. Well, that he was Brad Pitt before he was Brad Pitt. No, that Stephen Tobolowsky had, <laughs> had higher billing in Thelma and Louise over Brad Pitt. Okay, right. Anyway, so I hope we can get him on again. Uh, he, he's a very busy guy, and we'll see what happens. But it, you know, if you get the chance, just go and look at the trailer for The Primary Instinct. And I, I think that if you do, and if you li- especially if you listen to the Tobolowsky files, that this is a movie that you'll want to get. And it's, you know, it's it, for a movie, especially in iTunes, it's, it's relatively cheap, and it's, it's got replayability. So go and check that out. Is that a word? Replayability? Well, it is now. I just said it. Excellent. Let me look that up online. La, um. la, la. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, no, no iTunes reviews. Aww, I, don't, I don't even have the Hulk theme to play. Back and forth show. Go listen to that for the answer. Well, moving on then. Moving on. (laughs) If people don't dwell on it, okay. Well, when when people eventually (sighs) write a new iTunes review, Gaz, how should they how should they let us know that they have done so, or how would they contact you to tell you that they've done done one? Well, that was awkwardly worded. No, no replayability there. What they could do is contact me <laughs> via an email, gaz at mymac.com. That's J-Z. <laughs> or on the Twitters, uh, just go over to Twitter and type in twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. <laughs> or you can contact both of us on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. You can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com. But you can also, if you really, really, really pull your finger out... Of somewhere. Call call us on our Skype number, which is plus one, area code 703-436-9501. That's plus one, 703-436-9501. Now, if you do... Uh, anything worthy, like do an iTunes review, which would be wonderful. Awesome. Send an email also to Guy. Guy, how would they do that? Oh, well, you know, it's it's so simple. It's It would just be send an email to Guy, G-U-Y, at MyMac.com. And contrary to popular belief, I do know how to use Twitter. You could contact me on Twitter about yeah. this this fictional iTunes review that you may or may not have done. Uh, and my Twitter handle is MacParrot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, boy, boy, this has been like between drama outside of the podcast, drama during the podcast, and most likely drama after the podcast. It has been an exhausting week. Absolutely. Yeah. Really exhausting. 
but uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to listen back to this and try to get this out because right it is Monday that we're recording today, which is a, a, at least a day later than what we normally do. But I will still try to get this out to everyone uh, by Tuesday. I will do every. I will. I will spend all of my my time, energy, and efforts. And now I'm talking like Thurston Howell from Get from, On with It from Gilligan's Island <laughs> to uh, to try to get it out to everybody by tomorrow. And on that note. Thank you all. Thanks to every single one of you. You know, we, we say this all the time, but we really, really do mean it. We thank you deeply and from the bottom of our hearts for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. It is so reassuring to know that somebody besides Gaz and myself actually listen to the insanity that is the MyMac.com podcast. And, you know, Gaz, I think, me personally, I think that we're good enough well smart enough that you know this that's questionable and doggone it people for whatever reason still seem to like us <sighs> i got a new one elon elon miskin body kitchkiri ogilining estelab turandi a wine Bundi Avachi. Tazidi Bundan Mustano. Open bracket. Uzbek is not just another Dr. Seuss way of describing new weather clothes bracket. Elon Musk reminds me of the boy who cried wolf, except in a whiny kind of pathetic way. <laughs> That's it. In, sorry? That's it. And you interrupted me, didn't I, you? You I interrupted inter- me. From, I interrupted you know, your By end. saying that's it. I mean, how crazy is that? I don't know. And woo. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. I got levels. I got levels. Hey, I got music. Ho! Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, not so much. No. Yeah, not so much. Can you hear this? No, I didn't hear. Did you just do a soundboard thing? No. Can you hear this? Hello. 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 Can you hear anything? Hello. 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 What? <laughs> you heard it. I know you did. <laughs> See, now you're just messing with my mind. Okay. <clears throat> and then I'll bring us in. Okay. Ooh, water. Mm. Wait, hold on. Let me get it closer to the microphone. No, I heard it. Mm. Swish, 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 swish. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. yeah, I'm weird. All right. Really? Yeah, I, I know that comes as a shock. Actually. <laughs> I was just about to start, damn you. Damn you. <laughs> you ready? Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So you're going to start now? <laughs> I waited because I knew you were going to do that. See, you only you're only able to surprise me once. Okay. okay. And then I just and then I <laughs> whoa! What the hell was that?
That was me surprising you. Oh, was that was that soundboard? No, that was me. Oh, oh, oh. well, you know, this will be in in the after show. But was when you hear sound? it, when you hear it, you'll be very surprised. Oh, right, okay. Because it it sounded like because <laughs> you like pegged, you pegged Garage Band. Good, good. <laughs>